This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. You know, there's never a testimony without a test, is there? (laughs) It's impossible, isn't it? Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 1. We're going to read a little uh, verse there from our text. We're talking about all this month receiving God's gifts. We're looking at uh, Mary's life, the story of Mary's life, especially when the angel Gabriel came to her with this amazing message that she was going to give birth be with child and give birth to the Son of God by the Holy Spirit. Now, that's an amazing piece of news, isn't it? And so we're looking at, we talked last week about the Word of God, how important it is that we have a rhema, an active Word of God in our lives that we are, are connecting our faith to. You know, is there anything that you know that, is there a word from God that you have received for your life, for your family, for this upcoming year, something, somewhere, a word from God that you have an active faith connected to that, that you are expecting something, you are expecting to receive the promise of God, you're expecting to receive something that God has spoken to you. We're talking about receiving God's gifts. Too many times it's easy for Christians. We just get busy with life. I know we get busy too. We're all busy this month. Man, we're, we're, we're getting in this building. We're getting ready to go out of town. Our first grandchild's coming. I mean, it's a busy time. But we can get busy and we just, you know, we just got what I call this kind of, this kind of general believing. Well, I'm just, you know. But if I asked you, could you name something? Could you name it? A, a healing, a healing of your marriage, a, a son or a daughter to be saved or something somewhere. You could say, God gave me a promise. He spoke a word to me. I have a now word from the Holy Spirit, and I, my faith is connected with that. Amen. This is what we're talking about. And so we talked about that last week, that that word is God's seed for your future. It's your future in miniature. That word that God's spoken to you, just like you were talking about, bunny, that word, and you just held on to that thing. Said, this is God's word to me. And he said that his word, what will never return, boy, but it will always accomplish it. So this, today we're going to look briefly at the activity of the Holy Spirit. Now, in Luke 1, let's look in verse 35. We'll back up at 34. After the angel Gabriel had given her, her the message about God's plan and purpose for her, he, Mary says, how will this be? You ever had that question? Lord, how are you going to do this? How are you going to turn this around in my life? How are you going to heal my marriage? How are you going to heal my body, this broken heart? How are you going to provide for me? It looks like it's all over. Anybody ever been there? Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Indeed, I have. She said, how will this be? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. Oh, buddy. The Holy Spirit will come on you. Listen, church, 
Last week we looked at the Word, the seed of God, but this week we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and it takes both of them working together with our faith. It takes the seed of God's Word, but it takes the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit, Mary, will come on you. I'm telling you, if you're facing a difficulty in life right now, if you're facing a seemingly impossible situation, here's God's Word for you. The Holy Spirit will come on you. (laughs) And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Listen, Christianity is not just about doctrine and about creed that has its place, but it's also about power. The difference between Christianity and all the other religions in the world, there are many differences, but one of the key differences is there is power, there's reality of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, in our situation, and in our circumstance. He is a living God. He is a present God. He is an active God. And if you need a miracle, God knows how to do it. He said, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born of you will be called the Son of God. So we see this pattern throughout Scripture, that when God speaks a word, the Holy Spirit also is active. We see it in creation. If you go over there in Genesis 1, we won't turn for sake of time, but if you run over, you read that scripture over there in Genesis 1, it says that, that, that uh, the earth was void and without a form, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and it says that the Holy Spirit was hovering, overshadowing. He wasn't moving yet. He was just, he was ready. He was waiting. He was hovering. He was just waiting. And it says, and God said. Oh, that's all the Holy Spirit was waiting on. When God said, the Spirit of God went into motion. And when God speaks a word to you from the Bible, from a promise, or in prayer as you're waiting on God. He gives you a word. You speak that word. I'm telling you, immediately, the Holy Spirit will go into motion. Because the Holy Spirit is in, at work in both uh, from inception to incubation to the culmination of the word God's spoken to you. And that's what we want to look at this morning real quickly. The Holy Spirit at inception. Now, here with Mary, she received a word from God. Now, in her case, it was in a very supernatural way, wasn't it? An angel, Gabriel, came down and gave her that word. Now, you may not have had an angel come to you, but the Bible, in the Scriptures, it says that we have a more sure word than even that of an angel. See, we think, boy, if an angel came down, Pastor Narson spoke to me, boy, I know then. No, you know what? You'd be the same person. An angel speaking to you doesn't change you. If you're a hard head and full of unbelief, an angel speaking to you is going to leave you a hard head and full of unbelief. Because that's not what changes you. You have to receive the Word. And this Word in the Bible, the Bible tells us that it is a God-breathed Word. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you in this Bible, He said, they are spirit and they are life. These words are different because they are what God breathed. 
So when God speaks by the Holy Spirit a word, a promise of God to us, then we know at that moment, at inception, the Holy Spirit is there. And there is life that comes forth at that moment. Now, it's not full life. Just like my grandson. We heard uh, some months ago about inception. That she was pregnant with this grandchild. But you know what? He wasn't full formed yet. But as far as God was concerned, as far as we were concerned, that that at inception, that was as much my grandchild as it'll be when I pick him up and bless him and pray over him and give thanks to God with him. And when you have found a word from God that He has spoken to you, if you allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on you in that moment, that the Holy Spirit will be there and you will mix faith with it, that word, that promise is just as real, it's just as viable, it's just as true as when you say, there it is, and you give thanks to God. The Holy Spirit at inception is this. It is the Word impregnated with life. The Word and the Spirit has to work together. The Word and the Spirit has to work together. Now this word power there, it's the power of the Most High, it's that word dunamis. It's the same word as we find in Acts 1-8 when Jesus said to the disciples, He said, wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power, dunamis, from on high. Boy, I tell you, church, listen, we don't live by the strength and the energy of the flesh or by the wisdom of the natural mind, but the church is born, it is kept, it grows, it's triumphant because of the power of God that is upon us. Thank you for your enthusiasm. It's true, isn't it? So we need to learn how, how do we do this? How do we, how do we get the, the Holy Spirit and the Word working together? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't do that while you're working, you know, you're binge watching, you know, on Netflix. That's not when it happens. It happens when we draw aside. Are you listening to me now? We draw aside and we spend on purpose time with the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 46.10, the Bible says it this way. He says, be still. That word still means to be quiet. To stop talking. <laughs> to stop all your activity. Be still. Be quiet. And know that I am God. That word there, know, K-N-O-W, is translated know, comes from the Hebrew word yada. Not yoda, but yada. Y-A-D-A. And it means, literally, it means to have an intimate relationship that gives birth to. The same word used in Genesis 4 where it says Adam knew his wife Eve and she conceived and brought forth the son. It's the same word there. To know me to interact with my spirit with my presence in such a way that life comes forth you know sometimes we get so busy we're too busy and you know here's the thing about God God's such a gentleman that he will be the least likely one to complain about us not spending time with him isn't that right 
I found out, well, you know, sometimes, you know, not, not so much now, but when I was first starting this years ago to practice spending time with the Holy Spirit, it seemed like everything in the world would holler at me. From cutting the grass to cleaning a commode. And you know I wasn't in a hurry to do any of those things. But as soon, and I never thought of them until I started spending, I said, okay, I'm going to spend some time with God. And then, man, I mean, everything in the world run through my head. But listen, church, if you want to have life, We've got to be still. We've got to have those times when we come apart. You know, I practice this just about every night, before bedtime especially. Now, whatever time, nothing holy about a time. You, could, you might be a morning person. You might be an afternoon person. You might be a night person, whatever. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is that you have that time. Because God will meet with you whenever you're willing to meet. Because He never sleeps, so it doesn't matter to Him. But I do it at night. It just, it's just good for me for many reasons. But I want to get quiet at least. I do it at least an hour before I go to bed. I just want to get quiet. I want to get in my study. I just want to get along. You know, I want to wait on God. I may worship God and, and just thank God and spend some time just waiting on God and letting God speak to me. I need a fresh word. I need God to speak to me about things, about my life, about my family, about this church, about what He wants to do, about what God wants to do in your life. So we need to wait on God, and something will be birthed if we'll do that. So the Holy Spirit is always there at inception. When God wants to do something in your life, He'll speak a word. But I want to tell you what, we also need the Holy Spirit active there. Because the Holy Spirit will fine-tune your understanding. Sometimes God speaks a word to me, and I want, you know, in years gone by, especially, I'd run off in a hurry with it. I was just sure that was going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit wants to breathe on it, He wants to speak to us, He wants to you know, bring life to it. Amen? Then after that, that's the inception of the word. Look over here in Matthew real quickly. Matthew 7. Here's how Jesus put it. He put it this way. Verse 7. He said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Now, here's the thing. This is a progressive uh, revelation of our relationship with God and the Holy Spirit in prayer. Now, it starts with the most superficial, and it moves into the most intimate. Are you listening to me? It starts with the most superficial relationship, ask. I remember when my children were very young, you know, their basic relationship with me as dad was mostly to meet their need. And that was rightly so. They looked to me to meet their needs. They asked Dad, I want this, I want that. Now, of course, they asked a lot, about, a lot of stuff, you know, that either I couldn't do or wasn't good for them. But that was the relationship. It, they were very young. It was basically to ask. It was to ask. And many times, as believers, we don't move past that relationship with God. It, it's all about just asking. There's nothing wrong with asking. God wants us to ask. But He doesn't want us to be like Jimmy. My name's Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. 
He wants us to grow past that. He said, he said ask and it will be given. Then he said, seek. And see, to seek God, that takes more, that takes more time. That takes more effort. That, that takes more of a, a desire and a hunger than just to ask. I mean, you know, I've got to set aside some time here where I'm going to seek. And then he says, you can go on to the next level where you're knocking. In other words, that seeking is a desire and a hunger, but that knocking is, I'm going to continue to seek and to knock because I want, I want this from God. I want to know God. I want to know God's will for my life, for my family. I want, I want to be in that place where God can use me, where I can be fruitful, where uh, not only getting answers for myself, but I can get answers for other people. Now, you know, I want to be there close with God. I want to move in and be a friend of God. That takes effort. That takes time. That takes doing it on purpose. See, asking's real, real easy. As soon as I recognize I have a need, I ask. That's not too hard, is it? He says, everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. So we need to wait on God. Wait on God. See, I, I could do a whole series just on this. But i got to move on. The Holy Spirit in incubation. After Mary received the seed of the word from Gabriel, and the Holy Spirit came on her and overshadowed her, and there was, there was, there was conception, inception happened there. Well, Jesus wasn't born the next. It, it wasn't su- a supernatural thing in, that, in the, the way the, that she carried the child. The child was carried like every other child was carried. There was a nine-month period of time. She, you know, the Holy Spirit didn't come over with the seed, you know, of the Word that God spoke, and then Jesus was born next week. He, he didn't just, you know, become fully formed supernaturally in a week. And sometimes, see, when God speaks to us, He speaks a word as we're waiting on God, or He speaks to us out of the Bible, a promise or scriptures from God, and we get that thing, and we think, man, I'm telling you, next week is going to happen. Probably not. There's going to be that time of incubation where that Word is going to continue to grow and to develop in us. This is why we need to continually. This is why when God speaks a Word to me or something, man, I write it down. I've got it written down. I'm, I've got it there, and I'm going to go back to that promise, and I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to meditate on that thing, and I'm going to allow that thing to incubate in me and the Holy Spirit to, 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 to clarify and to, and, to, and, you know, and to focus me more carefully about that and to give me more insight about it. And I'm going to let that Word grow in me and grow in me, my faith to get stronger and stronger. See, because if I don't, my circumstances are going to speak louder than the Holy Spirit and the Word speaks. That's what gets us in trouble. Is that we spend more time with our trouble than we do with the Holy Spirit. That worry. That's, that's the voice of your circumstance, isn't it? Fear is the voice of my circumstance. And I, yeah, that too. Complaining, she said. All of that goes in. And so, but so, see, and here's the thing. We're all human beings. And if, if, and we all have circumstances. And all our circumstances, they talk. That's just a fact. You get a bad report, it talks to you. Well, I'm just above all that. Well, you're past all the rest of us. So this, you can just, you can just tune us out. Because this is not for you. Because you're way past all of us. But they talk to us. 
And so I have to, I go back to that word. I go back and allow the Holy Spirit to, to strengthen that word and to build that thing into me. And I begin to see it. Uh, my faith increases and it grows stronger. And even in the face of my circumstances, it's not me trying to drum something up. It's because something's in me. It's getting bigger. My faith's getting bigger than my circumstances. The Holy Spirit's voice is louder than the voice of my circumstances. And I can say that I, you know, just like God, no matter what I'm facing, you know what? Just like God, I can call those things that be not as though they were. Because I can see it. I got it. Something's on the inside of me. It's bigger and it's growing and it's anchoring me to God's promise. It's the formation of the word in secret. It's the overshadowing, which means to envelop you. And we allow God's word to grow in us. Man, I get that word out when I get along with the Holy Spirit. I say, Man, this is what you said. And then you added this to it, and then you clarified this. Man, yeah. Man, I think I'm, man, I'm, I'm probably in my second trimester with this word. <laughs> now, some of you guys don't know what that means. Ask your wife. Boy, I'm telling you. Because, you know, the doctors will tell you, you know, uh, ladies, you know, uh, that are mothers, you know, you go to the doctor, you know, and, and he says, okay, you're in your first trimester, and this is, you know, this is how much the baby weighs, and this is the, how much it's formed, and this is what's doing, and this is what's going, all this is going on. Listen, same thing with us. Man, I'm telling you, man, this promise is getting bigger. This dream's getting closer. I can see it. It's getting focused. It's getting more real. Glory to God. Somebody saying, Myrtle, what's he talking about? <laughs> we'll get along with God. Come on. I mean, it doesn't hurt. We can get a little deep at times, can't we? You say, I don't know. Well, get along with the Holy Spirit. Let him birth something in you. Listen, why does everything got to be birthed through the pastor? You birth some stuff for this church. God can speak to you about this. This is your church too. We are the church. It's not more mine than it is yours. Thank you for your enthusiasm. All right, I got to hurry up. Allow it to incubate in you. Look in Romans real quickly. Romans 4. I got to wrap, wrap this up. Romans 4. <clears throat> This principle, if you'll take time to look at it, inception, incubation, and then culmination or giving birth to it, you see this, this is a pattern throughout. I mean, it was a pattern with Mary for the birth of the Messiah. That's a pretty important thing. Amen. See, we think, oh, if it's important, bam, God's going to do it in a minute. <laughs> Well, sometimes God might work in a minute in your life, but most of the time, that's the exception, not the rule. We walk by faith and not by sight. He didn't say we walk by miracles. We walk by faith. Faith is a process. Faith is a process. Isn't that right? Inception, incubation, and then the culmination or the birthing of it. In Romans 4, we know this. With, if you're familiar with, with the story of Abraham, you remember God called Abraham out? He was uh, 75 when God called him. So see, you still got a ways to go yet, don't you? Come on. 
Moses was 80 before God called him. You're just a spring chicken. <laughs> you, know, you, you, think, you know, don't you wonder, well, why in the world did God call out a 75-year-old man and an 80-year-old man, and then God used Sarah, a 90-year-old woman? Why did he do that? I think God wanted to show us that it's all about him and not about us. Paul said it this way. He said, in my weakness, in our weakness, God's strength's made perfect. I think that's a lot of what it's about, isn't it? I mean, you know, you look among us. There are not many mighty, not many great, not many famous, not many super wealthy among us. But look what God's doing. Amen? Absolutely. So he calls this God. He says, you're going to have a son. So he's 75 years old. He turns 80. He still hasn't got a son. He turns uh, 85, 90. He still doesn't have a son. 95, he still doesn't have a son. Hello. But listen, when God spoke to him a promise, he also began to speak to him at different times. We don't have time to go in. If you know the story of Abraham, at different times, God would appear to him and give him a little more information to encourage him with his faith. It would be unfolding. It was growing. It was growing. One time he took him out. He said, look. He said, look at all. You see all this sand out here? He said, These great. he said, your seed is going to be greater than all the sands out here if you could count them. Boy, don't you? Man. And then, you know, some more years went by and it still wasn't happening. And God took him out in the middle of the night and he said, look up at the stars, Abraham. Man, if you've ever been in the desert where there's no ambient light, you talk about a field of stars. He said, you, he said can you count the stars? And you know, I know, you know, Abraham was a man just like us. You know, the devil was the devil then too. And I mean, you know, in the middle of the night, come on, that's when the devil likes to do his stuff. He starts talking. He said, man, you know, Abraham can't sleep. And he rolls over and he sees Sarah over there. Ninety years old. (laughs) Come on. Let's get real. Boy, he gets up and goes out of that tent. He said, I got to go count some stars. <laughs> Listen, I'm t- there are times when it, 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 it might not be the same thing for you, but there's something there. I mean, when your circumstance and the enemy starts talking to you, it's not happening. You ain't going to get it. There ain't nothing happening. You still feel weak. You still got the symptoms. There's still not the money in your bank account. Your kids are still raising hell. Can you say that in church? I just did, didn't I? Come on, let's, let's get rid. Isn't that true? And I mean, they're talking to you. And that's when the time where you've got to have something from the Holy Spirit where this thing is incubating in you. And you've got to have that Word from God. And you've got to go back to it. And you've got to seek it. You've got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You've got to let that thing grow in you and get big. Amen. We allow God's Word to grow in us. And it says here about Abraham, listen to this in verse 18. Against all hope. Man, when he looked at Sarah, he lost all hope. 
Abraham in hope believed. What was that? The promise of God. The promise of God got bigger than his circumstance. And when that happens, you're getting ready to give birth. Against all hope, in hope he believed, and so became the father of many nations. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. He wasn't no spring chicken either. She might have been 90, but he was 99. Since he was about 100 years old and Sarah's womb was dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith. you got to be strengthened in your faith. I'm glad you got a word. I'm glad you got a promise. I'm glad God spoke to you. I'm glad that you know that God's still speaking. But you better incubate that thing. You better find some time to turn off the internet, the TV, uh, you know, the iPad and all the other stuff. And you better get along with God and you better let that thing incubate, spend time with the Holy Spirit and let it grow, let it grow, let it get strong, let it get. You can see that promise. You can see that child saved and delivered. You can see the promise of God. You can be just like Abraham against all hope. Doesn't matter. Something bigger in me than is out there. And then the culmination, real quickly. Hebrews 10. You give me another couple of minutes here. You getting anything out of this? Hebrews 10. The Holy Spirit in culmination. And we know this with Abraham. Hallelujah. He had his Isaac. You know what Isaac means? Laughter, right? Oh, I'm telling you, when you stand and believe the word that God's given to you, and you stand through the time between God gave, gave, gave you the promise, and you can say, there's the answer. I'm telling you, that time with the Holy Spirit, it can become some of the sweetest times. Man, you're there, and it's just you. And God's Word and the Holy Spirit, man, and you're there together. And the Holy Spirit says, it's coming. It's real. It's here. Let me show you. Here's what you need to do. Here, the, it, the, it's growing. The promise of God is true. And I'm telling you, the encouragement that the Holy Spirit gives you, the hope that the Holy Spirit build, builds in you in those times, I'm telling you, it's precious. Oh, it's so precious. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I feel sorry for you. Oh, it's, it's so precious. Man, I've been there. Oh, buddy. Talk about dark. It'd be good just to, just to get up to dark. But I'm telling you, you come aside and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit begins to speak. And the Holy Spirit begins to overshadow you. And remind you of that word. And oh, man, I'm telling you. You can stand up in the face of darkness just like God did in Genesis 1 and say, Light be. <laughs> Woo. All right. 1035. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. Oh, hallelujah. Listen to this. When the fullness of preparation meets the fullness of time, 
there is a birth. When the fullness of preparation, God is preparing you. He gives you a word. And as that word is incubated, as that word is strengthening and growing in you and your relationship with Him and the Holy Spirit, you know what's happening? You are being prepared. Are you listening? Because, listen, it's one thing to have a miracle. It's another thing to know how to do when you get the miracle. See, a lot of times we want an answer to prayer, but when that answer to prayer comes, it's got repercussions. So some people say, man, I'm telling you what, Pastor, if God gave me a million dollars, I'm telling you what, I'd bless the church, and I know I don't say it to them because, you know, I'm nice most of the time. But I know, you know, they're not giving the $10 off the 100 They're not going to give me $100,000. If you can't let go of 10, you're going to tell me you can write a check for 100. It ain't going to happen, honey. You start looking at all them zeros. You get to think about what all you could do and buy or invest with that money. You ain't going to let go of it because you can't let go of the 10. Oh, I'm telling you, if God just healed my body, oh, man, how I would serve God. Well, what are you doing now? Hit and miss in church? Listen, see, God has to, pre- that's just two examples, but God has to prepare us. He, he wants to get that, that word down in us. He wants us, not only that word to come to pass, but He wants to do something in us. That's why He says you need to learn to persevere. Because while that word is growing, so are you. When the fullness of preparation meets the fullness of time, your miracle is coming. It's giving birth. See, I would have liked to have just moved. See, I would like to have sold the building, you know, February, this February will be two years ago, and that's, you know, in that same week just moved into the building we're in now. Come on. But see, God wanted to do something in us. He was proving us. He was trying our hearts. He was trying our faithfulness. You know, we talked to God about His faithfulness, but that's, that's a two-sided coin. God wants to know about our faithfulness. What about when it's not convenient? I remember the first Sunday uh, when we came in here in February, you could hardly find a seat. Yeah, I went there. But see, what? You persevered. You persevered. You're going to receive the benefit of the blessing. Amen? Because you persevered. But that's true in our lives as well, personally. Think about it. Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David. We could just go on down. Read whoever you want to. You see this pattern. God spoke a word to them. And then there was a process That word had to be incubated. And in the meantime, what did it do? It says that it proved them. They grew in their their faithfulness. They grew in their faith to God. They grew in perseverance. They grew in patience. They said, bless God, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what everybody else is saying. I don't care what my circumstances in, in life are. I may be in the cave right now, but I'm going to the throne. Because God said so. 
So, action points real quickly. Listen, we must spend time waiting on the Lord to germinate the Word. Listen, find some time. Cut something out. Let something go. Let the dishes pile up. Nothing is more important than this. You know, we all got different kinds of personality. And I have, you know, the perfectionistic side of the personality. It's hard for me to walk by a crooked book and not want to straighten it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <sighs> you know, my, I think I, I must have got it from my mom. My mom was that way, you know. Well, my mom was that way. You know, you could get up. If you had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you come back, the bed's made up. I mean, you know, just, you can't let it go. But we need to let some things go so that we can spend time with God. Find the time. Make the time. I'm telling you, your life will be enriched. Your family will be enriched. This church will be enriched if you do it. Then practice coming into the God's presence. You say, how do you do that? Practice. Anybody in here ride a bicycle? Or used to ride a bicycle? Know how to ride a bicycle. How did you learn how to do that? You went on YouTube. You Googled it. You got a manual, special manual with that first bicycle at Christmas. I've never seen a manual on how to ride a bicycle. Have you? You got to get on the thing and you just got to start going and pedaling like crazy. And you fall over, bam. And you get back up and you get on that bicycle and you go on a pedal again, on wham. You have to practice it. Listen, be still. It's in quietness. You've got to turn off the TV. You've got to get somewhere quiet. You've got to have a specific time. You need to take the Word of God with you. You need to start with some worship, some praise. These are just tips. But you've still got to get on the bicycle. Amen. There's no scientific formula about how you balance a bicycle, is there? It's just something innate where you get on a thing and somehow you, you figure it out, don't you? You gotta wait on God. You gotta practice it. Got any got any baseball, football players, basketball players in here? You never practice, right? You don't have to practice. You just, you just I mean, you know. No, I'm telling you what, it takes time, don't it? It takes effort to get good. Even if you're skillful, even if you have talent, it take you gotta develop it. And then I would encourage you to begin by seeking the Lord for a word. For 2019, for you and for your family, for this church, be still, God says, and know that I'm God. That's the starting point. Get somewhere and be still. Be regular about it. Maybe if you're a morning person, get up 20 minutes early. Spend that time with God. If you're an evening person, then before you go to bed, do that. T- but somewhere, turn all the distractions off and say, God, this is, this is me and you time. 
This is me and you time. I, I need to hear from God. I want you to speak to me about my kids, about my family, about my finances. You say, does God care about all that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Listen, you will plumb a greater depth, a greater riches, a greater strength, a greater peace. You will, you will tap into a greater dimension that God has for your life. What a wonderful thing it'll be. Not only for you, but all those in your life that you will bless. Amen. Would you bow your heads and want to pray? Father, we thank you for the wonderful, precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, you said the Holy Spirit is a gift. And you said if we being evil know how to give the Holy give good things to our children, how much more, Father, will you give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So this morning, if you're here and you don't have that relationship, you know you're saved, you know you're going to heaven, but you don't have that relationship with the Holy Spirit this morning, that, that intimate relationship, that, that where you sense, you know that the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you, as Jesus said. And there's that relationship and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I want to pray with you. While heads are bowed this morning, eyes are closed. If you say, Pastor, I don't have that. I know I'm saved, but I don't have that relationship with the Holy Spirit you're talking about. Please include me in this prayer. Would you just put your hand up so I'll know I'm praying for you? I'm looking. I see them. I see them. Don't, there's nothing to be ashamed of. See, what's bad is, is we want... People to think, oh, you know, I don't want people to think I'm needy. Listen, everybody in here is needy. This might not be their need, but everybody in here has got a need somewhere. So don't you ever be intimidated so that you don't receive what God has for you. Would you just one more time put up your hands? I'm going to see hands. Okay, number of hands here. Father, you see the hands right here. Lord, you said that we could receive the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon us, and that we would have power, and that we would have an ongoing, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for these whose hands are raised. Right now where you're seated, just ask the Father. The Father said, if you will ask, you will receive. Father, I pray as they just ask you right there where they're seated in their heart. They ask you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. I thank you right now that the Holy Spirit is coming upon them to empower them, to anoint them, and to bring them in to a, a deeper, intimate, ongoing relationship with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence and your power upon their lives in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.